Hopefully we don't get hit by Maria. We'll be okay. You know, maybe my generator I ordered two weeks ago will finally show up, man. Expedited shipping my ass. So pissed off, dude. I still haven't received my water yet that I ordered two weeks ago, man. Ridiculous. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Good to be back. Pleased to be joined by, as always, Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Back at it. Been a couple weeks. Was on a cruise. Then a hurricane came, so I've been a couple weeks out. Yeah, man. Hurricane Irma, man. The bitch from the south, man. Just came and wrecked everything. We so got it's her, been a couple weeks. We got her friend right behind her this weekend coming up, Maria. Yeah, dude. Anyway, we got uh, some news and notes to get into today. Talking about week two. And a lot of injuries this week, too, man. But uh, let's start off with the Thursday night game. We had Houston against Cincinnati. Any takeaways from that game? They're in trouble, both teams. I did like how A.J. Green never says anything. He came out and said he needs more targets. I think he got like four or six targets total for that game. He needs more targets than that. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, The takeaway for me, man, was the Bengals' running game. I mean, Joe Mixon, everybody was high on him. It doesn't look like he's going to pan out for this year anyway. And that's a true you know, backfield committee right there between Hill, Geo, and Mixon. But um, the offense, though, man, that offense looks terrible, dude. I mean, Dalton, is it time to replace him in Cincinnati? You think they should put in A.J. McCarron? We'll see. They got they promoted Bill Lazor. We know how he is. He's pretty good OC. So we'll see. I don't know, man. It might be time just to start at the top and get rid of Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I, th- I think Marvin Lewis is definitely gone this year if they don't turn things around quickly. And if Dalton struggles again in the first half of uh, week three, I think they're going to make a change. I think they have to just to kind of get a spark going on that offense because that offense is stagnant, man. Zero touchdowns in the first two games, the first time in NFL history that's ever happened. Even the 0-16 Detroit Lions back in, was it 08, I believe it was? My yeah. God, man. Even they weren't that bad. Um, the Jets scored more points than them so far. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And we're worried about their offense. I know, right? Uh, who do, who would you own on the Bengals? Anybody at this point? AJ Green? Are you still? I have, faith you in know him? I have AJ Green. I, I you know my number one receiver on the board was Mike Evans, but I have him in a couple leagues, so I had a ninth spot in that one league, and I said I'm gonna go different. Took AJ Green. I remember that. I might be bad spot, but you know what? I think after Loudmouth gets the ball, we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what about Tyler Eifert? He's been pretty disappointed too. It looks like he's injured again. I mean, we'll see for how long. He, I guess he's gonna, he's expected to be ready for week three. But when that guy gets injured, that, that just seems to linger throughout the season. So, kind of low on him. Kind of disappointed. I have him in one of my leagues. And you can't uh, even trade AJ Green for nothing. No, you can't right now. But uh, I only ride with AJ Green. Other than that, I, I don't feel comfortable. I think I was right on Lamar Miller too. I said going into the season, he's overrated. Don't take him. He's not going to return value from where he's being drafted based on his ADP. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, though, I think with with uh, Deshaun Watson at the quarterback there, I mean, he was targeting Hopkins like crazy, especially in that fourth quarter. First two weeks, I think he's got like almost over 30 targets. Yeah, no, he does. He has right around 30 right there. And I think Hopkins is a pretty safe bet going forward, even if that team is going to be 
pretty shitty on offense. I think they're going to be okay as far as I think Hopkins is going to be okay as far as uh, fantasy production. But hitting on um, Buffalo and Carolina next, Greg Olson, another tight end who's dealing with injuries. He's got a um, broken foot, six yeah, to eight weeks. A broken he's foot, out. six to eight weeks. He's expected to miss. Yeah, and Cam Newton got roughed up in that game. I think it was just a little stinger for his shoulder, but six sacks on Cam Newton. And you see the way he's playing though; they're they're easing him back into regular play. He hasn't thrown a lot of balls. You already know he's actually really good on the run throwing the balls. And look at he McCaffrey was wide open; he missed him on a short ten yard pass. So I think as time comes, I think Cam will be okay. He's still got double di- over double digits, over fifteen points, I think, both weeks. So. He should be okay. Going. I think he'll be okay. He'll come around. He did, but speaking on McCaffrey, McCaffrey doesn't look that good either, man. Another guy that was highly drafted. He would if if he got that touch, if there was a correct throw, he would have had over 16 points in PPR. That would have been fine. He would have. I don't know. I was surprised to see how close that Buffalo-Carolina game was. I thought Carolina was just going to wipe the floor with Buffalo, especially playing at home. But I don't know. I'm a little worried about Carolina's offense as well. I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable owning anybody there now, especially now that Olsen's out and Ed Dixon. Presumably, is going to be the tight end to replace him. Blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, long time tight end or backup tight end, even in Buffalo. But uh, what about the Minnesota Pittsburgh game? Martavis Bryant finally finds the end zone for the, se- for the first time this season. But the guy I want to hit on real quick, man, is Le'Veon Bell. How bad does he look since missing all of preseason? Whew. I'm worried about him. I even zero point nine yards. Per, no, no, that was Zeke. Zeke, we'll get on him in a little bit. But Bell struggles again, man. It looks like the first uh, couple picks in the draft. DJ's out, and you got Bell. I had him. He had, I think it was twenty-seven carries, eighty-seven yards, four catches, four yards. Yeah, PPR. That's okay. You got fourteen points, thirteen points. But standard people are starting to worry. I bet. And it's I, week two. Let's let's see what happens. Minnesota does have a is. stout defense. It, they do. I was going to say Minnesota does have a good defense. And we saw yesterday. Le'Veon Bell is one of those transformative transformative running backs, and I'm just surprised that he hasn't gotten it really going yet. And we can hit this too. Cleveland looks like they're a better team than projected. You know, Baltimore did put a whooping on them, but that's because of the turnovers and the red zones and stuff like that. So their defense is a little better. So maybe we'll see this week three coming up. I will say, Steelers. man, week one was really weird for me. I thought I thought it was a very weird week one. Week two is a little bit more normal, uh, or what I what I expected, I guess. But yeah, some of these top guys have just really disappointed early on in the season. And Sam Bradford's expected to return to in week three. I think that's what messed the whole thing up. Dalvin Cook looks pretty good. He does. I do think Bell will be okay. Delvin Cook, man, kind of looks like Melvin Gordon in his rookie year where uh, he just can't get in the end zone, man. He gets so close and just can't break through. Yeah, that I think that was a touchdown yesterday. I thought uh, it was too. So I agree. I think that team's going to be okay. If Bradford can play, that, team's, that team looks pretty decent with that defense they have. Yeah, especially Adam Thielen looks really good. Even with Case Keenum, he still looks pretty solid. Um, heading on to uh, New England, New Orleans. Guess who's back, man? Guess who's back? Brady lit it up, but you know who he I'm did. surprised? The Cooks only had like three catches for like 60 or for 30 yards. I don't even know what he had, but it was horrible. Well, you know what's no, even two mo- catches for 30 yards, I think. You know what's even more surprising about that? Is that he was like the only wide receiver left, and he still only ended up with that. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, man. The Patriots wide receivers, man, are dropping like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe like uh, 9-11 was last week anniversary. They were, he was, they were dropping like. Dudes from that building, man. They were just falling out, man. They were just... It was ugly, man. I don't know who the hell is going to start for wide receiver for them next week. I wouldn't say they're back because Saints defense sucks. We'll just see what happens when they come because they played a good team, Casey, and we saw what happened. Saints team suck. 
Their defense is horrible. Bradford shredded them for like four TDs. He did. But the eye test, if you saw Brady in that week one, that opening night, um, week and a half ago. Different defense. No, but, game. but just his inaccuracy, though. I mean, he was just missing guys left and right just the Houston whole game. Houston was on that ass all night long. KC was on that ass all Houston, night long. Houston, the DN. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Lamar Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Justin, Justin Houston, Houston. I'm sorry. What are we doing over there? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm getting all scrambled here. But who the hell is going to play wide receiver, though, for the Patriots going forward? I, I mean, Amendola is supposed to be, supposed to be coming back. I think back. Rex Burkhead is going to play a lot of receiver. He's out, too. Oh, he got hurt, too? He got hurt, too. Man, dude. Oh. Gronk is out right now with a quad injury. Chris Hogan was injured. Malcolm Mitchell's already an I, on short-term IR. Uh, Amendola missed yesterday with a concussion. Uh, obviously, Edelman's out for the year, but there was um, a couple other guys that were, were out too. Uh, yeah, I think there was a stat. Brady threw like 200 some, 250, 60 yards just to his tight end and uh, running backs. Looks like we'll be playing a lot of James White, and Deion Lewis will probably get some field time now. Gillisley, I think you have to put. I think you have to put James White in the backfield with Gillisley and just have him run out short routes. If James White, he might be on the injured list too. I gotta check, man. It was a long list. There was like nine players, nine offensive skill position players that were on the injury report after uh, Sunday's game. Um, Gillisley finds the end zone again. He looks okay. He's just not getting the workload to really be featured. He's pretty much just a standard league. I think he's a red zone guy. Play. Yeah, it's pretty much all he is. Uh, for the Saints, Ted Ginn disappointed. I thought he was going to have a good game against the Patriots. Alvin Kamara could have had a huge game if he didn't stop running his route there, and Drew Brees looked pretty pissed about that. But Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I can come away with. Michael Thomas, a little disappointing. I think Fleener looks pretty good still. He, he's he's he starting to carve out more of a role. You think Fleener's going to still have a, a, a decent-sized role when Willie Sneed comes back next week? I do, because I think Willie Sneed affects Ted Ginn. I do, like I said preseason, it looks like defenses are focused more on Michael Thomas. I don't know if he's going to be a top tier. You might be, you may have been right about that because he did, definitely didn't look like that last week. You focus on him. He's their, he, They don't have uh, Brandon Cooks there no more, so you, you just double him. That's what happened yesterday. They, they shut down Michael Thomas pretty much. Yeah, they did. Moving on to Philadelphia, Kansas City. Some of these whispers, man, are getting louder and louder. Some people are saying that Kareem Hunt is now the best running back in the league. Can you believe people are saying that? Uh, I think he's played great the first couple weeks, even better than we you anticipated, I think. Better than I thought. I, thought I wasn't he was high be good, on him. But. I thought he was okay once Ware went down. I thought he'd be okay. But like preseason, I didn't think Ware was going to have a role anyways. But I think yesterday I'm looking. You know, I got him on two teams, and I see uh, first half ends. He has like three yards rushing. After the third quarter, there he goes. He got two touchdowns with almost 70, 80 yards. So we'll see. I think KC is definitely a team to be reckoned with. Yeah. As as far as people, um, you know, starting to whisper about Hunt being the best running back in the uh, in fantasy this year. As of week two, he is. Well, a long time though. Long. I think I think for PPR, he could be number one as far as running backs. And we'll have to see what happens. Bell's used to playing week four. That's when his natural game That's comes true. in. That's He's usually spending the first couple of games. <laughs> so true. we'll see from week four on how Bell looks. Right, right. He kind of took those first four weeks in preseason. It didn't work out so far. Yeah. Alex Smith kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Tyreek Hill as well. Travis Kelsey looked good. Yeah. Kelsey looked good. He's going to be the main guy targeted there. Yep, yep. Uh, Carson Wentz had a good second half. He had garbage points. Yeah, he it did. It was all garbage points. I think Casey let off a little bit. 
Alshon Jeffrey looked pretty decent. You know, eight yards shy of 100. Ertz had a nice, uh, nice game, only to uh, a bad end of second quarter on a tip where he just happened to be running the route and the ball tipped right into his hands. He almost scored a touchdown. It was like a, a 67 yard gain. Did you see that play? I I, don't, I didn't see that. It one, was no. like I think their quarterback is Witten or Whiten or something like that, and he went to intercept the ball and it hit his forearm and Ertz is just running his route and the ball flopped right in his arm and he oh, was running it? down the sideline and oh, he no, got hopped down that. on like the three yard line. <laughs> it was like a 60 yard gain at the end of the half. I think it was. Uh, and I got to apologize for this next one here. Chicago Bears and Tampa Bay Bucks. And I apologize because on fantasysportstudios.com, I did have Chicago as one of my daily play defenses and they got smoked by Tampa Bay. Chicago's defense looked pretty good in week one. I thought it would carry over. I thought maybe they were a little bit better than I initially gave them credit for. They got roughed up, man. Mike Evans roughed them up early with a touchdown. Tampa Bay looks good. They look really good. Like a lot of people are high on them. A lot of people got down for some reason on Evans. Like, like I said, he was my number one receiver on the board. I think he'll probably finish that way. You know, it's week two. We only had one game against a bad Bears defense, and a lot of turnovers helped to fill position. But we'll see. Yeah. Jaquiz Rogers uh, looks like he's going to be the main guy, not Charles Sims until, until Doug, Doug Martin comes yeah. back. Yeah, I don't think Rogers. He played good yesterday, but he didn't do enough to hold the starting job. He's still got two more weeks. We'll see what happens, but he's going to have to do a lot more to to get Martin off the starting gig for Glennon. You said no. I'm talking about Rogers. Oh, Rogers to get oh, Martin Rogers. starting gig. Gotcha, they gotcha. said if he played good enough, he could be the starter. But yesterday wasn't good enough against a bad Bears defense. That's true. Um, and on Chicago with uh, starting quarterbacks. Some rumblings out of Chicago is that Mitch Trubisky, well, fans are calling for Mitch Trubisky to start over Mike Lennon. Chicago Bears came out and said this morning, or said Monday morning, that they're going to stick with Lennon. And Jordan Howard, dealing with an injury as well. I Howard, wasn't, pre, before drafts, you've seen there was multiple leagues I could have drafted him and I bypassed him. I just, it's hard with the Bears running backs, man. I was worried he had a great year, but he was a rookie last year. And Tariq Cohen, how he looked out third preseason game, I just was like, let's just hold up on the Bears. Horrible, horrible. Maybe if they had a better quarterback, maybe Howard would be better, but now he's starting to be in. They think he's hurt a little bit. Yeah, that offense is just not helping him out either. I mean, with Kendall Wright's your number one receiver, yeah, it's not a good offense, man. I mean, that, that's right there with the Jets. Four times, four plays in a row yesterday in the red zone, they dropped all drop passes, Kendall Wright and Bellamy, four plays in a row. I, I think six out of eight plays because they were back in the red zone quick and they all dropped catches. Twice, four four downs and out in the red zone yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And moving on to the Cardinals and the Colts. And like I've said, Carson Palmer sucks, man. He looks like Arnold Palmer out there trying to play football. Yeah, that team is just bad. Yeah, the Cardinals are done. I don't owe anybody on there. Fitzgerald I would own only when... I can only play him when DJ comes back, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, they have no offense without, without David Johnson. They announced Williams as a starter, and then when he's, once I saw him doing a punt return, I knew damn well he wasn't running the ball. I knew CJ was going to be back there. He actually is the only good player that looked good yesterday was, was CJ. Yeah, CJ Hafke is going to eventually take over. Uh, he looked decent. Running back, I, th- I believe. I still don't play anybody on the Cardinals. No, not at all, man. I mean, they went up against a terrible Colts defense, and they just couldn't get it done. JJ Nelson looked good. But, yeah, like you said, I'm not owning anybody in Arizona until DJ comes back. Uh, Jacoby Brissett for the Colts looked pretty decent. Yeah, he didn't look bad at all. Day, you know? They're saying that Lux should demand a trade because that team is so bad and he wants, should go to try to go to a winning team. Yeah, and, well, Lux returns still, old, weeks, still weeks away, too. Old Man Gore did his thing yesterday still. 
Got a touchdown. Yeah, he did. He did. I wouldn't have known anybody from the Colts. You no. saw a league, someone dropped T.Y. and I snuck in and got him, but no one realized. But like I told you, I won't start him until Luck's there. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton again, another uh, mediocre game there. And yeah, right now the Colts are just a wasteland. Jack Doyle actually bounced back, though. He had a decent he game. He looked decent. I think with a rookie PPR. quarterback, he always, the Titans always going to be good. So Brissett to Doyle might be, Doyle's the only play that you could actually play on that team. That's what, I would feel comfortable playing him as my tight end. Yep. Especially with the injuries now. You got Gronk and probably him out. Gronk and Ols- Olsen's out for a while. And, you know, the Titans struggled this year. The only good tight end so far, we could say, in the first two weeks has been Kelsey. Consistent. Cons- uh, for both, for Gronk both had weeks, a phenomenal yeah. week, but the first week he sucked. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. but Brady was. We'll have to see. Out. We'll have to see if Gronk's hurt for a while. Although Gronk had a touchdown that was called back, so that could have helped out. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And you know, I think Doyle is going to actually be decent in PPR. I'm not sure how many touchdowns he's going to score with Brissett there. But when Brissett played for the Patriots last year against Houston, the only Skill position player, he was skill position players. He was really targeting were tight ends. Yeah, Bennett had good games with him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think Doyle's going to be all right, regardless of who's quarterback in there now going forward. Scott Tolzien's not there, thank God. Moving on to the Browns and the Ravens. Corey Coleman broken hand, two years and, in a row broken hand. Yeah, I know, right? And no timetable on his availability yet. Crowell sucked, like I said he would going into the season. Another good call by me, man. I've had some pretty good calls. I don't know why on. they don't play Duke Johnson. Just run with Duke Johnson. Looked good. He did look good yesterday. PPR, he's going to be... He's, he's, I think PBR, he's got to be... He's good for 60 catches this year, I believe. PPR, he's, he can countable flex PPR easily. Yeah, and Deshaun Kaiser came back to earth a little bit after his pretty decent week one showing. Uh, the Ravens look good, man. Let's talk about the Ravens the defense, man. They the Ravens sh- defense look really good. Yeah. Uh, th- Grant with a grain of salt because they were playing the Browns of all teams and rookie quarterback making his second career start. Four interceptions are four interceptions, no matter who you're playing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, and Javorius Buck Allen looks good. He looks good. I think in PPR leagues he's going to be pretty solid until Woodhead comes back, if he comes back even. I would agree. I think the game script worked a lot really good for them to play him more than West, but... That stat line yesterday, what do you get? 20 points in PPR. I wouldn't necessarily say it's going to be an average. I'm thinking more 10 to 12 in a PPR league. I think you could average 15. I had him, if you remember, I had him a few years, a couple years ago, in two years ago. So 2015 in the NFL PPR. Look at him last year. He like fell off the map. Yeah, he did. He was buried. Yeah. And they had Lorenzo Taliaferro. They had all these guys in there, Terrence West and uh, Justin Forsett, of course. I think West got. Kind of hurt yesterday because <laughs> their, yeah. was it the right tackle or right guard got hurt and mm-hmm. he's the one that opens the hole. So after that, he didn't play that much. But I think it's going to go on game script. Bad linebackers for Cleveland, you're going to have Javoris Allen. If it's going to be bad defensive line, I think you're going to have West. I think it's just going to go back and forth. If you own West, are you holding on to him? Um, I have him in one league. I think there's not really anybody I would drop him for in that league right now in, in, our, in our listener league. 12-man league, half-point PPR, I'll keep him until Martin comes back. Yeah. I, I would hold on to him if I yeah, if I needed a running back, especially, just because... He averaged good. I think he had like 13 carries for 60 yards or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think like Gillisley, I think when they get in close, they're going to use Terrence West down there. Um, How about Tennessee and Jacksonville? This one kind of surprised me because the Jags' D just got rocked. Well, they got lit up. They played very good first half, and then... I can't. We Bortles went back to Bortles, but 
I watched some of those highlights and those two interceptions were bad, bad plays, like two tip passes. That wasn't his fault. So we can't do that on him. And, and the fumble, he got sacked from behind. So that nothing to do there, but they great, great field position helped him. But, uh, Jacksonville's defense, they still played great through the game. I think he just got wore out. Yeah, the offense didn't help him out. That's Bad field sure. position. I think that average field position was the Jacksonville 40 for the Titans. So you, no matter who you're playing, what defense, it's going to be hard to stop a team when they have that far. What do you think about Leonard Fournette in his second game? He found the end zone, but... Yeah, I, I still think he'll be okay. I just think it was hard because they're in catch-up mode. I think when, the, when they have the lead, because they only had 14 rushes for 40 yards and a touchdown, but when they have the lead... He's more of a dominant player, but how often are they going to have the lead in games? Well, you know what stands out to me is that he seems to be ineffective unless he's got a high volume, much like Ricky Williams was his rookie year with the Saints. You know, he was getting, Ricky Williams is getting like 30 carries for 100 yards. And that seems to be exactly what Fournette is right now. And I think it's a lot to do with the offense because, you know, Bortles is Bortles and he just sucks and they got nobody to step in. So I think it's going to be an up and down you know, season for uh, Fournette this year going forward. I think he's going to have some really good games, and I think he's also going to have some duds as well. What do you about receivers there? Do you like Lee or Hearns? Hearns got a touchdown, I think, what, 80 yards? And then you had Lee, like, 7 for 76, about equal? I like Hearns as a wide receiver, 4 or 5 for standard. And I like, I like, uh, I guess, I'm trying to think where I would rank. Uh, I guess I'd put Marquise Lee around the same, uh, but in PPR. And what about the Titans? Mariota looked okay. Nothing too special. He seems to be, he, he kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson, man. They, they just kind of seem to hover. They have a low, not a low, I should say they have a high floor, but their ceiling just doesn't come, their high ceiling doesn't come too often. It's kind of just hovering around 15 to 20 points. Nothing really exciting, I guess. But then again, you know, they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose defense, they got a lot of big names on that D. I think defense still played good. They just had field position. Mariota's. I think. I think he will. He has. That was a tough test. I show you. Let's go with how long before Derrick Henry takes over the starting job. Murray. He outplayed Murray by far the first two weeks. Not even close. I've been saying this since last year. I think Derrick Henry's a better running back. Oh, than I think Marco he's a better Murray. running back too. I don't know why they're still hanging on to Murray, who's twenty nine years old. I think that the contract guy. they have with him. Yeah, NFL contract. contracts. They can cut him tomorrow and be. You know, no skin off their ass. I don't. I don't know what they're. Look at Derrick Henry. The way he he ran through that defense, and he outplayed Murray by far. Yeah, and for his size, he's a three down back. He can catch the he ball. Can catch it. He can run. Yeah, he's, he's pretty he's big. Good. He's good. He's a big dude. He looks like Eddie George. Really, I mean, like six yeah. four and like two fifty or something. Yeah, crazy. doesn't like a pound of fat on that guy. I know, right? Um, Corey Davis held to one catch, four yards. That was a disappointment. I actually played him in one of my leagues. I needed a. Oh, I needed a, a boom type of play, and yeah, he didn't give it to me there, so that was... I think there's too many mouths to feed there on the receivers. You got Decker, Matthews, Davis, Walker. Yeah, it's not a high high passing That's volume offense. That's a lot there. All right, what about uh, the Dolphins and the Chargers out there? You had Antonio Gates breaking Tony Gonzalez's t- career touchdown record. Devontae Parker looked pretty good. Yeah, he could have had a huge game, a couple... Uh... Couple Pele's got called back, and then a catch they overturned, but it was a catch. I don't know why they didn't call it a catch, but 
He looked he looked okay. He had a couple. He could have had a couple of big plays. He may, he dropped the ball in the end zone. There was like a jump battle, which he should have won. But he had a nice thirty yard catch jump ball that he overtook. Uh, but let's talk about Landry. We were worried about Landry. Landry surprised me a lot. We're, we were worried about Landry with uh, color being there, but fifteen targets, thirteen catches for seventy five yards, seventy six yards, something like that. That's still a lot of catches in PPR. Yeah, it is. I was I was pretty surprised that he was targeted so heavily by Cutler because I thought the the two that were going to benefit most from Cutler being in Miami were, was going to be Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills and Stills Julius Thomas. Touchdown. Stills got a touchdown. He did. He did. Uh, but yeah, I was very surprised to see Jarvis Landry targeted so heavily. Well, it's their first game. I know it's week two, but it's first game. We'll have, to, we'll have to see how that plays out. Cutler did look pretty good over there. I think we both thought Ajayi would be okay, but we weren't as high as how he played yesterday. And the Chargers... Have a de- decent. They actually have a actually pretty good defense, and they have a really good defensive line compared to the way he ran yesterday. Were you surprised how good he did play? I was. I was very surprised that he played. Same so here. Well. Yeah, it was. So we might be wrong on a jai, but we'll have to see. It's only that's week one for them. They did have tape on the Chargers. Chargers had no tape, but it, true. The teams were what they were. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Any takeaways, Keenan Allen? I mean, he looked pretty decent. I like I've been saying, as long as Keenan Allen stays healthy, he's a PPR machine. He is. What do you have? Nine catches for 100 yards? Yeah. But it almost looks like Tyrell Williams is getting more. I don't know. Did he get more targets the first yesterday? I know it just looks like he's getting a lot of targets. You know, I can't. I don't have the targets here in front of me. But Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry still is kind of MIA right now. Seven for 70 yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that came late in the second half. Hunter Henry blew up last year when Keenan Allen was hurt. I think Keenan Allen is the number one by far. I feel like Tennessee. Why. There's a lot of mouths, to, uh, a lot of balls to go around. And Keenan Allen's gonna be number one in the chart that gets the most balls. Him and Tyrell are right up there. Oh yeah, they are. Like They're I said, one A, one B. Like I said, odd man out was Drontro Inman preseason, not even worth the own. Melvin Gordon did all right, decent. He did okay, not really. I think he did okay, I guess. Well, he found the end zone, I believe. Yeah, but that saved the day for him. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. Against a bad Dolphins run defense, which they played pretty good yesterday. Yeah, the Dolphins looked pretty good. I was actually surprised. They that, probably would have been better if Lawrence Timmons. Anybody knows where he is? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> what happened? He to just that left guy? the team on Saturday on uh, last Saturday, right? Isn't that what happened? Saturday. He just left the team. Yeah, Saturday, two, two, three days ago. Whatever, whatever Saturday was. How many days it was ago? He just was MIA. They just. I don't think they still know where he is. Uh, actually, I saw this morning that he's actually um, he's actually back with the team now, and I guess he's expected to play week three. What what they say where he was? I didn't see the whole story. I just kind of saw the headline. Was he hanging out with Derrick Rose? <laughs> <laughs> it could be, man. Uh, what about the Jets and the and the Raiders? There, I mean, Marshawn Lynch scored his first touchdown as a Raider and celebrated, man. Just. Like he walked out of it a hair like he's salon with a brand new dude, man. He lo- he did. He looked like he was having he's a good having time. He's having fun. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders look good. Offensively, they look, they look really good. Derek Carr looks solid. Michael Crabtree found the end zone again. I wonder when the the so-and-so experts are going to start giving Carr more credit because they had him rank low. They did. I think me and you had him in fourth or fifth best QB for fantasy this year, and he's he's right there. He looks pretty good to me. He looks really good. He looks really good. Uh, and Lynch, Lynch, I was low on, and... 
I think they're still easing him back into the game. Like, like first are. week, he had like 14, 16 carries. This week, I think he had around the same. They're just they're just going to maintain him until he gets back where he feels great. Then they're just going to beast. He looked like a beast mode. There was a couple runs yesterday. He was throwing people off him and stuff like that. He looked pretty beasty to me. He did. And I thought he was going to be washed up because he did not play well his last year in Seattle. But he looks like he's back to being beast mode. Yeah, you're right. And I really don't have anything to say about the Jets. Do you have anything to say about the Jets? Um, I was surprised they scored that much points. Yeah, it was surprising to see the final score there. But I'm not owning anybody in the Jets. I think Bilal Powell is way overvalued. Yeah, he... The Raiders actually got a good defense. The Raiders were the number one... Supposedly the number one stream yesterday. And I could have picked them up in a couple leagues, but I had the Ravens. So I went with the Ravens and I made the right call. Yeah, you did. You did. I get... Let me touch base. I, I have Cooper and Crabtree. Like I always even say to myself, if it's zone... You play Crabtree. If it's man-to-man, you play Cooper. And I don't know why I played Cooper over Crabtree yesterday. That's it. I like Crabtree. This next game surprised me. Well, it didn't really surprise me as far as the result because this was my upset pick of the week. I I I feel like you're going to go Seahawks 49ers here. No? No. If San Fran would have won, it would have been a huge upset. But no. But surprisingly, Dallas was favored in Denver Sunday. By three. By three or three and a half, somewhere around there. I was surprised when I saw that, man. And I, and I jumped all over that. And that was my upset pick of the week. And each week, you can find all these upsets, all these betting lines and what have you. Uh, for example, I had a 16 parlay that I gave away the other day. And that brought me in 200 bucks. So anybody who played that parlay and won $200, you're welcome. Trevor Simeon looked really good, though. He shined four touchdown passes. What a difference, right? From last year to this year, he looks pretty good. Leads the league in touchdown thrown. Yes, he does. I'm not owning him. Having said that, you know, it's kind of fluky with him. No, me either. But the Cowboys, they looked terrible on offense. And it was Zeke. Zeke was the one who averaged 0.9 yards per carry. Nine carries, eight yards or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, just terrible. They couldn't do anything. After that lightning delay, I think that messed them up, I guess. Well, what surprised me was I know the Broncos brought in Pico from Cincinnati, and he's a decent defensive tackle. Yeah. But the Cowboys' offensive line, man, it just flat out got beat. They, they, uh, the Broncos look a lot better than we thought. They do. Dez did okay. Dez did get a touchdown on, Dele- on Talib. It was a good play down by the goal line. Yeah, Dez, I think Dez, we all know what Dez is. He's in to get you 20 or get you five. Dak didn't look very good. Nope. Let's talk about old man Witten. Number one tight end in fantasy, actually. That's the number one tight end. Two weeks in a row. I had like 10 or 11 catches both weeks. And that found the end zone. and had about 90 yards to 100 yards both weeks. Yeah, he's definitely played well so far. I mean, we'll see if it continues. But Zeke, I don't know what to make of him. Yeah, Zeke and Lev Bell have just been disappointing. I just, especially with, we're going to see this week, he might be suspended week three to nine. Or 10 after this week. Yeah. They expedited that hearing and they approved it. So we're going to see something soon. And now what a turnaround this has been. Because if you go back to late July, beat reporters in Dallas were saying Morris wasn't going to make the team. The Cowboys liked Rod Smith. It was going to be, well, obviously Zeke as a starter, but then McFadden, Smith, and then Morris was projected to be cut. And now Morris is the backup. He's the handcuff. 
Yeah, McFadden's been inactive two weeks in a row. Yeah. Even if Zeke did get does get suspended, I still wouldn't play Morris. Standard league, I would take a flyer on him. I feel like if he does get suspended, they're gonna make McFadden the, the backup just because that's the way they like the role to mess with everybody. Yeah, you never know. That could definitely happen too. I mean, look at Chris Johnson, aka CJ Halfgay. Uh, he was cut on cutdown day and now he's back with the team and it appears likely he's going to be the starting running back in Arizona going forward. Yep. Anyway, who do you want to hit on first with the Broncos? Who, who's my guy? I told you it was going to be better than you thought. Emmanuel Sanders. CJ Anderson. Oh, CJ Anderson looked really good. And Jamal Charles. Is the odd man. He's, he's just there for the fill in for rest. Yeah, at this point, he's just a change of pace and depth. But CJ looked really good. I mean, when healthy, CJ's a top 12 running back, no doubt. Two weeks in a row, he looks pretty decent. He definitely has. And Sanders looked good. He he had a terrible week one, but he bounced back in a big way. We always said Simeon with Sanders, Lynch. With Demarius. With Demarius. Demarius still got like seven for 70 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Thomas and PPR are still a boomer bust wide receiver two, wide receiver three at worst. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, how about that AFC West division? Yeah, it's a good division. Who do you have coming out of there? Denver? No, I think, I think the Chiefs still come out. You think the Chiefs do? I, well, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the favorite, but I think Oakland takes it. I think that could be the division where three teams make the playoffs. Well, you could be right. We'll see. They beat, they have to beat each other up a lot. I want to see Denver's offense keep it going. I feel, I feel the most comfortable saying the Chiefs and Chiefs and Raiders make the playoffs. I agree with that. I think those two are definitely making the postseason. All right, what about the Rams and the Redskins? I was surprised to see that game come down to a final field goal attempt. Goff came back down to earth a little bit. And Gurley, man, I told you. I told you he was bouncing back this year. We'll see. Redskins are horrible. He played crap week one, Gurley. Nah, he played well in week one. He still produced in fantasy. Yeah, like 40, 40 yards rushing and then like 60 receiving. We, I said PPR, he'd be okay. Standard, he's not that great. We'll see when he starts playing some rough defenses. A Colts and Redskins. Dude can jump too. Did you see him hurdle that guy? Yeah, that was a pretty nice jump. How about Kirk Cousins? He's smart that he didn't sign, that, sign a, a contract because I had a franchise helping him out. Maybe the Redskins knows what they're doing. Yeah, maybe. It took him a few years, but maybe they finally got it right this time around. Two weeks, he looks horrible. Terrell Pryor also looked disappointing. I mean, he was okay Sunday, but not what you were expecting out of him, you know? Rob Kelly looked pretty good until he got hurt. He did, and Chris Thompson appears to be the best player on that offense right now, and he's only owned in 42% of fantasy football leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Not too much else on the Rams. Nothing early. Nothing from Watkins on Sunday. Curly looks the only one good there. Cooper Cup, PPR is a wide receiver three. Yeah, Yeah, PPR. Moving on to the 49ers and Seahawks. And I thought this would be a get-right game for Seattle, but their offense looks terrible. Oh, my gosh. They're all hyped on Jimmy Graham. Look at he two weeks. What's he got, four points total in PPR? Yeah, Graham's done. That whole offense looks horrendous. Doug Baldwin, too, man. You can't trust anyone in Seattle right now. I drafted Russell Wilson in one of our leagues, and I'm regretting the hell out of that move right now. I should have waited and taken someone else. Hindsight, my friend. Yeah. In our dynasty league, right? No, I have him. Ah, oh, that was in uh, I I can't remember which league it was, but uh, who cares? Oh, who cares? Whatever. I'm a little concerned about Russell Wilson going forward, just because the offensive line looks terrible. 
Chris Carson looks great, by the way. Yes. 93 yards on the ground Sunday, led the team in rushing. I definitely think he's the guy going forward in that backfield. Eddie Lacy was a healthy scratch, so we know he's in the doghouse. And Thomas Rawls is just always injured, it seems like. Chris Carson's definitely got to be the guy going forward. Yeah, Chris Carson, and then he got precise for the PPR. Even Car- Carson looked pretty good, though. Yes, he did. As for the 49ers. Carlos Hyde looked pretty good. Yeah, Carlos Hyde did look pretty good. You know, I thought Brian Hoyer, Pierre Garçon, and Marquise Goodwin, I thought all three of them would have been pretty decent heading into the season under Kyle Shanahan, but that just has not happened yet. I mean, the offense looks terrible. And Shanahan, you know, Shanahan might just be one of those guys who's a better coordinator than a head coach, much like Wade Phillips or like Norv Turner. You know what I mean? I felt comfortable with Hyde. That's about all. I agree. And you were down on him, but you drafted him two leagues. No, no. I was down on him before the Joe Williams injury, but after Williams went down, I was high on Hyde. I was like, give me Hyde because Shanahan's going to feature a running back there and he's going to use the heck out of him. And that's pretty much what's happened so far. And it was a tough test for him uh, on this past Sunday, but he played well. But with, with Joe Williams, I mean, prior to training camp, everyone was saying Joe Williams is going to be the guy. Shanahan loved this guy, targeted him in the draft. He's going to be the guy. And as soon as he went on IR, I was like, okay. And then the preseason games, uh, week uh, week three, I was like, okay, Hyde's the guy. I'm all in on Hyde now. And I have been since. So, yeah, I did take him in a couple of leagues. You're right. All right, let's jump to Sunday night's game, the Green Bay Packers at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta blew out Green Bay 34-23. to It was only an 11-point victory, but it really didn't look as close as the final score indicated. Not that the score was close by any means, but in that game, you had Jordy Nelson go down with an injury. That affected the game. That was the first series for the, the Packers, so I think that affected their offense plan a little bit, but I fell asleep halfway through the game. <laughs> uh, Ty Montgomery looked good, especially in PPR. Yeah, we were always, uh, yeah, we were always yeah. high on PPR for him. Yeah. He, did de- he did actually pretty good in standard, too. He got you two touchdowns, got you like 60, 50 yards receiving, and 35 yeah. rushing. <laughs> Randall Cobb also went down with the, with the shoulder injury, but he says it's not serious. Adams looked pretty good. Yeah, Adams did look pretty good. Rodgers to this point, you know, he's been all right. He's been okay, but he hasn't been like top three quarterback worthy yet. And with the Jordy injury? Because Cobb's shoulder and then Jordy's ham or quad, whatever, groin, one of those. Yeah, it's his quad. We'll see. I'm definitely concerned about the wide receivers there in Green Bay because... We know Jeff Janis isn't the answer. No. And they had some other guy that was supposed to, before I fell asleep, he was running a route. And uh, Rodgers threw it because he would have beat the guy, but the guy stopped running the route. And it was the interception for Trufant. Remember how a lot of these other analysts and other people were high on Martellus Bennett? Yeah. Yeah. I talked big worm off the whole Bennett train, but I probably should have waited until after draft day because in one league, I got stuck with... Browns rookie David Njoku, and that hasn't worked out for me yet. I think if Cobb and Jordy miss his time, I think Bennett will have a lot more targets. Oh, he'll definitely have a lot more targets. But he'll also see a lot more coverage, too. Devontae Freeman looked good. Tevin Coleman did pretty decent, 15 in the PPR. Yep. Matt Ryan did his thing. Julio did his thing. Yeah, all the Falcons came to play Sunday night. They all rewarded fantasy owners. But if you own Jordy Nelson, you got to be a little worried right now. How about I had Jordy in the league and first drive, I was like, oh, there's a zero. I thought I was done for, but 
Good thing Julio only got his 20 points, not 26, and that should pull through the win. And with all these Week 2 NFL injuries, let's hit on a few waiver wire targets for Week 3. Jeff, give me some names of uh, potentially valuable targets for this week. Let's go do a little dumpster diving. So with all the injuries, let's see how Amendola does. I agree with you on that one, too. I know you're going to touch base on that. For some reason, Hunt is not 100% owned. We shouldn't even be talking about that guy. Um, I guess deep waivers, you'd probably pick up Galladay still if you have a spot. We did come out with our waiver wire target list for the week. That's been up on the site as of Monday morning. You can see the complete list over at fantasysportstudios.com. And I'll just run through some of the names here real quick that the collective experts at Fantasy Sports Studios, myself included, put together. So... My number one waiver wire target for this week is Chris Carson of the Seahawks. Agree. Number two behind him, I have Javorius Buck Allen of the Ravens, especially in PPR formats for sure. I think he'll provide RB2, RB3 value depending on the matchup. And Chris Thompson of the Redskins comes in number three for me, especially in PPR. He's by far the PPR back, not even close. Yeah, not a high volume guy, but definitely some big playability. And he's had a nose for the end zone last the first couple weeks. I mean, he's been their best running back as far as production from a fantasy standpoint. What do you think of Ryan Grant there? He got a touchdown yesterday. I'm not worried about him. I mean, he's really a wide receiver, and he sure as hell isn't Ty Montgomery. Right now, of all the Redskin running backs to own, I think Thompson's probably the only guy you can start right now, with at least with confidence, until Washington features just one of the big boys. You know, Thompson. Thompson's a little bit risky in standard. But if you're in a tough in a tough matchup and uh, you need like a Hail Mary, Thompson could be a guy that could boom for you. They're going to be down a lot too, so... J.J. Nelson of the Cardinals comes in at number four for me just because John Brown is always hurt or dealing with some other issues. And I just think John Brown kind of sucks. I think he's way overrated. I mean, he's had all this hype since he came into the league and it just hasn't. And I can comfortably say will not pan out. It's, it's not going to happen. John Brown. JJ Nelson, he's he can run, he takes deep routes, and he is actually not a bad route runner for short passes, too. Yeah. And when Blaine Gabbert takes over for Carson Palmer at some point, too, it might out might work out even better for him. Because of reps with each other. Carson Palmer blows. He sucks. Danny Amendola comes in at number five. He's owned in more than 60% of fantasy leagues, so that's why he's a little bit lower on the list here. And you can find the rest of the list over at fantasysportstudios.com. And let's see, anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here, Jeff? Um, we want to go to our mailbag real quick? Yeah, we've got some time to run through a few mailbag questions real quick. Uh, let me just pop it open here and uh, let's take a look. All right, I'll pull up the top five right here. All right, this one here comes from Mike in Richmond, Virginia. Is Adrian Peterson worth holding on to? Depending who you can pick up on your waiver after someone better drop him if there's no one to pick up just keep him just in case because he probably will get traded possibly to the Giants maybe if he goes to the Giants and he's worth having so I would just hold on to him unless there's like a uh, a high upside guy there if there's a Kamara Carson you can get one of those guys take it but if not just keep him it's not you're not playing them yeah if there's a big name out there or a potentially valuable player out there on the wire go ahead and drop AP but I would hold on to him for at least another couple of weeks just to see how it plays out in New Orleans. Uh, he's already not on good terms with Sean Payton, and there have been rumors out there that he could be traded to the Giants, and the Giants desperately need some running back help. 
All right, moving on to number two. This is from Jacob in State College, Pennsylvania. I drafted Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy, thinking I had locked up the Seattle backfield. What the hell do I do now? If Chris Carson's available, pick him up. If not, <laughs> um, maybe you can find a Seahawks fan in your league and trade them both for the kicker. I cut bait with Lacy, but would you hold on to Rawls? Lacy, yeah. Um, I, I would hold on to Rawls to see what happens. Lacey got overdrafted. Me and Chris talked about it way before league. Why is people taking Lacey so high? <laughs> yeah. And if you're looking for a replacement running back, after thinking you had locked up that Seattle backfield. You still got pro size too. Might as well pick him up too. You have all the running backs. If he's available in PPR formats, yeah. Or you could just head over to the website and take a look at some of the other waiver wire targets on the list for week three. And uh, just see if any of those guys are available in your league. All right, moving on to number three. We've got this one from Phil in Hollywood, Florida. After Sunday's beatdown, is it time to trade Ezekiel Elliott? No. Yeah, if you can get something to actually trade because he's probably going to be suspended. But that Denver defense looks a, a lot better on the run than we thought. We already know it's a no-fly zone, but that run team defense looks a lot. And think about it. They, they weren't worried about Dak beating them, so they stacked the box. When you got Tlaib and Harris out there to cover corners, you could stack the box all day long. It's going to be hard to trade Zeke unless you got great value. Yeah. I had a guy offer me he wanted Kareem Hunt and Landry, and I almost did it. I was thinking about doing it. I said, yeah, yeah but then I said, no. Yeah, you were sitting on that one for a while. Once I saw, I was worried about the suspension. If I knew he wouldn't get suspended, I would do the trade, but now I know he's going to probably be most likely suspended. I'm not doing it. If you can find someone in your league who has like a man crush on Zeke and you can pull out a good trade... I mean, don't just give Zeke away by any means. What are you looking for in return for Zeke right now? And looking at the news ticker, <laughs> perfect timing, right? Zeke won the ruling today and he will not be suspended, at least as of right now. So I'll have to wait and see what happens next with this whole process, this whole debacle here. But to answer your question, Jeff, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, but you're not going to get Kareem Hunt in the first two weeks. Hey, maybe the guy might be worried about Bell. Try to get Bell. Bell kind of scares me, to be honest. I mean, obviously, Bell's a great player, but I think him missing all that time is going to affect him here for a little while. Try to get... I'm, I mean, I'm not just giving away Zeke for anything less than RB1 or wide receiver one. Yeah. You're probably going to have... Your best bet is just to hold on to Zeke. They'll, they'll be okay. They had a tough matchup week one against the Giants defense. Tough match against the Broncos. Well, they actually have tough defenses all year long, but I think Zeke will be okay. All right, moving on here. Number four, should I pick up Trevor Simeon? This is from April in Andover, Maryland. I would like to know who your other quarterback is. That's a good question. If I had... If you had Carson Palmer, yes. Absolutely. If I had any of the top 12 ranked quarterbacks, I wouldn't bother picking up Simeon. But if you waited late in the draft and you're looking to improve quarterback a little bit, maybe take a chance on him. But I personally, I would not pick him up. And last one here. Who will replace Jordy in Green Bay, Cobb or Adam? Or Adams, excuse me. This is from Scott in San Diego, California. Adams. I think it's going to be Cobb. I think Adams is too touchdown dependent to have consistent value. And Adams' yards per catch, it's under 10. And I think Cobb, man, if healthy, he's going to bounce back from last year. And he's looked pretty good uh, so far up to this point. I know it's only been two weeks. We're asking who's going to replace him on the routes. Adams will run deep routes. Cobb's an inside guy. He doesn't run deep routes. Yeah, Adams is a good red zone threat. But like I said, man, just so reliant on touchdowns to have like consistent fantasy production. And ah, I'll take Cobb. Um, 
You think so? Well, he was he was even the starting considered the starting other one. I think they're both going to be equal. I think they're if they're both healthy, Adams and if Cobb's shoulders okay. Oh, they'll both be fantasy relevant. Adams and Cobb's are going to get the same amount of looks. Ty Montgomery's going to get more looks, probably. Oh, he definitely will. That's who's going to repl- let's be realistic. He's probably going to get the most production out of Nelson being gone. Ty Montgomery could get a bump up to Devontae Freeman status if Jordy's going to be out for a while. All right, with that said, we'll have our week three preview for you guys later in the week. Hopefully we don't get hit by Maria. We'll be okay. Yeah, son of a bitch. Another hurricane coming on the way, man. You know, maybe my generator I ordered two weeks ago will finally show up, man. Expedited shipping, my ass. So pissed off, dude. I still haven't received my water yet that I ordered two weeks ago, man. Ridiculous. And that was in-state, man. Zephyr Hills, Zephyr Hills water. Dude, two weeks to get water from Zephyr Hills down here. Uh, come on. I know we're done with this, but how about those Gators and that last touchdown? <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with our show. Did you see that? Uh, they're a true freshman, Franks, threw a 63-yard touchdown the last play of the game to win. Perfect bomb. In the air, 65 yards. Nasty. Okay, I just wanted to throw that in there. Go Gators. Okay, well, since we're off topic real quick, I was watching the Kyrie Irving interview on ESPN this morning, and Kyrie, he's a weird dude. I mean, he's a different kind of guy. He's very well-spoken. He's a great ball player. Dude just, I don't know, man, just something about him. He's he's weird. He's a weird guy. I would agree. He's very educated. Well, yeah. To what extent, I'm not so sure, man. I mean, he does believe the world is flat, by the way. I think he's just BSing with that. Yeah, I don't know. He's a great ball player. Anybody wants to get trade away from LeBron is weird. Yeah, that was just a weird situation. All right, just uh, some other stuff to go over real quick before we get out of here. Don't forget to check out this week's Bets of the Week, Daily Fantasy Plays of the Week, the Stardom Sidems of the Week. Also, check out the latest news, fantasy sports columns, and more. One of the featured posts this week is the 40 best fantasy team names for 2017. And all of this and more can be found at the home of premium fantasy sports entertainment, fantasysportstudios.com. New episodes of The Sports Spin also being released later this week. And we'll be back in a couple days, and we'll preview week three, hit on some stardom and sit-ems. The barn burner Thursday night, the Rams and Niners. Must watch TV right there. All right, man, we got to get out of here. Jeff, good seeing you back in the studio, brother, and Hurricane Irma and all the Hurricanes, for that matter, can go screw We've got power back. We're good to go. Let's keep the ball rolling. And we'll see y'all later this week, man. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash fantasy sports studios.